five years ago, one of my best friends said some of the most hurtful things to me that anyone has ever said, even to this point in my life, throughout my entire life. These are the most hurtful things that anyone has ever said to me in my entire life. How can I forgive him? How should I forgive him? That's what we're going to talk about today on Commissioned. What does it look like to forgive like Christ has forgiven us? Stick around. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Jake Ricketts with Commissioned. I'm so glad you're here. Before we get started, I just want to give you a quick announcement that next week, between February 10th and February 15th, sometime in there, we're going to have one or two special podcasts that don't just take place on a Tuesday or Wednesday because Evangelist James Nixon is flying in from Florida, and I'm going to bring him in to sit here where I am and do a podcast for you guys, or we're going to do like an interview style podcast or something like that. But I just want to let you know, there's two other podcasts, possibly just one, depending on what time we have, because we're going to be doing ministry together. Uh, There will be some things that are coming up, not just on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Now, to hop into this podcast, before I tell you all the stuff about forgiveness, I'm letting you know today I'm not answering a question. Okay, today this is being brought to you because of an encounter I had this week while I was doing my job. So, this the the reason that I'm talking about forgiveness is not because of the story I gave you guys a couple of minutes ago about something that happened 5 or 6 years ago, something like that. I don't remember specifically. It's because of an encounter I had this week, okay? Me and the other person have made amends. Everything's good now, uh, but that it was the deepest I've been hurt probably by a person ever. I will, and I'll tell you all more about that in a little bit. But this person that I was talking to, I was actually going to pick up a table from them, okay? And I don't usually do refinishing work. They just want me to refinish the top, like paint it and stuff like that. I don't usually do refinishing work. I actually despise refinishing work. I can't stand it. I don't like it at all. I The most least favorite part of all woodworking for me is sanding. And refinishing work is like 95% sanding. And so I do not like refinishing work. But because this was a friend of my wife Paige's parents, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, it's fine. I'll do it. And so I went to go pick up this table with my father-in-law. And we're talking to the man and the woman that we're picking the table up from. And just so you know, Jesus should be talked about all the time. Okay. It's especially in the workplace, not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesday nights. Jesus should be brought up to people who you're speaking with because salvation is needed. And so we were talking about Jesus. They are saved, like they know Jesus and stuff like that. But. It just, it started to, it was breaking my heart because I was listening to this man say all of this stuff about the church, about the body of Christ, about forgiveness that was just not biblical. And he was using the Bible and just completely twisting it to say what he said, misquoting verses of the Bible to say what he wanted it to say, even though that's not what the verse of the Bible actually said. And so I could go, I could probably make four or five podcasts about what him and I talked about. But the the gist of it was he had a church hurt. He was deeply hurt by something that happened two years ago in church. And the leadership 
hurt him and his wife and their children deeply. And so from that, he was still holding on to that to the point of not believing that church was needed, not believing that that gathering with people was needed, and not believing that he needed to forgive the people that wronged him. So this is where we are today talking about forgiveness. Okay, so just to hit it right on the head right now, I was telling this man, you need to forgive these people. I said, you are holding this in. You're holding in all this bitterness, which you guys know, it's probably, you probably all heard it, that holding bitterness is like drinking poison, waiting for the other person to die. That truly is what it's like. I did not give that to this guy, but I just said, you need to forgive these people like Christ forgives you and like Christ forgave you. And then he said, I need to forgive people as Christ has forgiven me, as Christ has forgiven me. And that's not what the Bible verse says, but he said, I need to forgive people as Christ has forgiven me, which how does Christ forgive us? Through repentance. So I don't need to forgive these people unless they repent. Okay. And so if you do not know the word, if you do not know uh, if you're not rooted in Christ and you're not rooted on the rock, you're going to hear something like that. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah, you, we do have to have repentance for forgiveness. Like, we do have to repent to Jesus to for, for forgiveness. So now people should have to repent to us in order for us to forgive them because we had to repent to God for God to forgive us. And that's not how forgiveness works, okay? I brought up to him, what about Christ on the cross? What about Jesus on the cross saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do? And he said, yeah, but that's different because he was just asking the Father to forgive them. And I said, no, it's not different because those people weren't repentant. Those men, those Roman soldiers were not repentant of all the things they had done. He was saying, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. They're crucifying the Lord of glory. They're killing me. They're mocking me. They're doing all these things. Forgive them, Lord. That's love and that's forgiveness, okay? They weren't repentant towards him. Stephen was the first martyr in the Bible that we see after Christ is crucified, resurrected, and ascends to glory. Stephen is martyred. He's being stoned by people. Okay, completely murdered by people for proclaiming Christ. What does Stephen do in that moment? Don't count this sin against them. He doesn't want that sin to count against them. That is love. That's forgiveness. Okay, those people were stoning Stephen and they weren't repentant about stoning Stephen. Jesus himself said that we must what? Love our enemies. Okay. If you love your friend, if you love your neighbor, what are you doing that's good? Like, what, what's better than the world, okay? Everyone loves people who love them. If all you do is love those who love you, what good are you done? We're called to love our enemies. We're called to love those who hate us. Typically, people who hate you are not going to say, hey, I'm sorry, or repent, or turn from what they're doing. Okay, so this man was so caught up in himself and in his hurt that he couldn't he couldn't look past the hurt and see that he needed to forgive these people. And so I'm not answering a question today and it's pretty short today. I'm letting you know if you have been hurt, you have to understand 
that those people are coming from a hurt place themselves probably, and they don't know who they are in Christ, okay? They don't know who they are in Jesus. And you can say like the man said, well, they act like they do. It doesn't matter, okay? You know how many people wear masks all the time and act like they have everything together when they don't? That's, it's not about the act. It's about the truth, okay? And the truth is that if they're saying these things and they're hurting you so deeply, if you're hurting right now and you're listening to this from something someone said, you have to forgive them. You have to, okay? Because that is biblical. You do not have to, you're not supposed to wait until they come and say, I'm sorry. And then like, okay, yeah, now I'm good to forgive them. That's not how it works. Okay, and the Bible verse that he said, forgive as Jesus as I have forgiven you, that's actually not correct. It's actually Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It says, be kind to one another. And this is actually Paul talking. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Tenderhearted. Okay? Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. As God in Christ forgave you. Okay, we have to forgive one another. We have to love our enemies. Okay, this isn't a sermon. This isn't a message. This is just a short little thing saying, guys, you have to forgive people who wrong you. Okay, if we walk around in bitterness, we're never going to be effective with the gospel. We're never going to be effective for living in victory for Christ. If we're constantly in bitterness and in hatred and in anger towards people who have wronged us. Okay, I've been wronged a lot in my life. Okay, I've been, I was, I had almost no friends throughout my entire junior high life from seventh to eighth grade. And then from ninth to almost 10th, 11th grade, I didn't have many friends either. Okay, I got made fun of all the time. The, in junior high, literally an entire school like made jokes that I was gay. Obviously, I'm not. I'm married to my amazing wife with two kids. But, there was all this hurtful stuff that was being said, okay? And if I did not learn in that time to lean on Jesus and to lean on Christ, I have no idea where I'd be right now, okay? I have no idea what my thought process would be. I had no I have no idea if I'd even be here in all honesty, okay? You hear about people getting bullied and they commit suicide all the time. And that is one of the amazing graces of God upon my life was that through all of that struggle, people peeing in my locker, people doing all kinds of nasty stuff to me, through all of that time, it brought me closer to God. It brought me closer to Jesus. And through that, in the exact moment of that, I wasn't able to forgive them Okay, it honestly it took me a little while. I was a young guy. I was still pretty immature. I was 7th, 8th, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade too. But it took me a while to forgive them as, at the early parts of the stages, okay? It took me quite a while. But because I was leaning on Christ, taking my life was never on my mind. It never even crossed my mind. Because I was finding satisfaction in Jesus, okay? And so when 11th grade came along and I had to avoid the locker room because of pee, because of itching powder, because if I went there, someone was literally waiting 
to beat me up. Someone was literally waiting to fight me for something I didn't say. And that was just a rumor that was spread that I said this thing and I didn't say anything, but I had to avoid the locker room. I had to go straight out to the baseball field and change my clothes in the dugout because I couldn't go in the locker room. Otherwise, I was going to get ganged up on and beat up. Okay. And the early stages was I can't forgive these people. 11th grade, that stuff happens. And it's like, okay, like I have to forgive this person. And I wasn't where I am now where I'm like, I wasn't where I am now to where I knew this person doesn't know who they are in Jesus or this person doesn't know Jesus. You know, I was just in the place of, I have to forgive this person because I have to, like, I have to for my own sake and for my relationship with Jesus. And so that same night, like that same night we had a baseball game and me and the guy who wanted to just fight me, like it worked in him to a degree because I wouldn't acknowledge it. Like I would not acknowledge it. I would just be kind. I was trying to be nice the whole time. Towards the end of the game, I actually ended up coming into pitch and he was the catcher and he came up to me and we just like had a moment of just friendship is the best way I can put it because it was like a terrible game. Our team was doing absolutely terrible. Our coach was angry. He just threw me in there. He was like, whatever, do your thing. And we were just like, hey, like, let's do this. Like, let's let's do this together. And we played. I pitched. He caught. And from that moment on, it's like a change of heart happened in him to where he understood, like, that's not what I'm about. And he and I kind of became really good friends from that. Not to where we're best friends now to this day, but he and I are good friends to where I'll talk to him and he'll talk to me and stuff like that. And he knows I am in love with Jesus. And the only thing that kept me from wanting to even go and fight him, because I'm not afraid of fighting for things, but I'm not going to fight a person for no reason. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'll fight for defending my family, but I'm not just going to walk into a fight like a fool. Okay. He understood. I love Jesus. I care about Jesus. I care about my relationship with God more than I care about being right. Okay. I know I'm kind of going on a rant here, but the gist of what I'm saying today is we have to forgive people. Okay. I've given you guys just a tiny portion of my testimony and all that to say, this guy said about five or six years ago, the most hurtful things anyone's ever said to me. Okay. It was the day before I was going to get engaged to Paige. The very next day I was going to get engaged to Paige. I knew I was proposing and so did he. This was a man that I was going to ask to be one of my groomsmen. Okay. And he straight up said, you are not ready to get married. You are not worthy of being married. You are not financially anything. You don't do anything right with your finances. You are all these things like over and over and over and over again. Just he and I talking. And the gist of it was he was saying things that were insecurities in my heart that the enemy had put in me, that the enemy had been speaking over me, not put in me, but been speaking over me that I was not financially stable enough. I was not ready to be married. I was not mature enough. I was too childish because those of you who know me know I'm a crazy dude and I like to act crazy. And he used that against me, my personality against me, to say that my personality wasn't correct, that I have to be uh, calm and cool-mannered and and just, like, you know, somber all the time. And 
all of those things were stuff that was brought against me. And I'm sitting here listening to this guy. Okay, this is how hard it can be sometimes. I just, I'm being honest. I'm sitting here listening to this guy say the most hurtful things anyone's ever said to me. And I'm saying to myself, this is the day before I'm getting engaged to Paige. 100%, this is not him. 100%. This is the enemy using him to try to get at me because he hates marriage and he hates what God is going to do with Paige and I in our marriage. And he doesn't want that to happen. I 100% was sitting there listening to him say that and telling myself, this is not him. This is the enemy using him. And I walked away from that hurt. I walked away from that in unforgiveness in bitterness. It took me probably a year and a half to two years to finally let it go. Kind of like that guy that I was just talking to this week. Okay. It took me a year and a half to two years to let it go. I was mad at that dude. Like I was mad at that guy for a long time. And I can tell you from personal experience, holding bitterness instead of releasing forgiveness kills you inside it kills you inside okay just like that man is just hurting and angry okay I was hurting and angry but eventually I had to look at the word and I had to look at what Jesus said and I had to remember all the other times that I had to forgive people and I had to say I have to forgive this person but this time not because I just have to forgive him but I have to forgive this person because I love him And he doesn't know who he is in Jesus yet. He does not know who he is in Christ. People can proclaim Jesus and say they love Jesus, but they still might not know their identity in him. And that's what I had to realize with this. He was a Christ follower who did not know he was a son. Okay, And that's how we have to realize people are not acting out of hatred or spite. And if they are, They are, okay, but it's because they don't know who they are. They don't know they're a son or a daughter, okay? They think they're a servant. So thank you guys for watching. Please forgive the people who wronged you no matter what magnitude it is. Just real quick, I remember I watched this video not that long ago of a guy who had murdered, like, murdered 43 women or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was like 43 women. This man had murdered them and all of their families were coming to the court case and saying and talking to this guy and saying like, I hope he burns in hell. I hope he dies a long and painful death. And this dude's like sitting there just stone cold faced, like doesn't care at all. And then this older guy gets up there to talk about his daughter and he looks at the man and he says all a lot of people up here hate you but I don't I love you and I forgive you and this dude just starts crying like the guy who was the murderer just starts crying because forgiveness came this dude who was who had the opportunity to spew hatred and bitterness at this guy for murdering his daughter or his granddaughter said, no, I don't hate you, I forgive you. And that made him just break down, okay? Forgive the people who hurt you. Love your enemies, because if you love only those who love you, 
what good have you done? Thanks, guys, for watching. I will see you again February 10th through 15th. There's going to be two special podcasts, probably two. And also, I'm going to extend the uh, Bible thing one more week. So next week on Tuesday, if you have, I'm going to change it to where if you have subscribed to firefalling.org, it takes like 10 seconds. Go to firefalling.org. A pop-up window will pop up. Type in your name and email address, and that'll put you in for our email list when we send out things about events and things like that. Then that will put you in the drawing for a free fire Bible with your name imprinted on it, 100% free. If you live far away, I'll ship it to you for free too. Don't worry about it, okay? You pay nothing. I just want to bless you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening if you're in podcast land. I love you guys so much. Jesus loves you even more, and I will see you next week.